0: jerk I do love this with my Google Docs meeky Supergirl radio is going live every night of the week How <laughs> is like it's becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus I don't know it does seem snug I mean <laughs> they say you are what you eat shera I love that so I do a podcast called Supergirl radio and one of our segments is Lena yeah. Luther boardroom or ballroom
1: because really? she looks like a boss in this to
2: nasty luther like a different luther it's not just lena being mean
0: no
1: helen <laughs> slater here so fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called supergirl radio Yay! welcome to supergirl radio your source for all things related to the cw supergirl tv series and the character of cara zorrell my name is rebecca johnson i'm morgan glennon And for this episode of the podcast, we are live and wired on the Supergirl Radio Facebook page and the DC TV podcast YouTube channel to discuss the DC Studios film and television slate that was announced today, January 31st, 2023. Just want to put the date in there for people who might be from the future. Who are listening back at this and they're like, when did this happen? I need the historical documentation. <laughs> you remember 2023. What a time. <laughs> <laughs> so it was announced today, January 31st. This information is noteworthy to us uh, specifically because included in the lineup of future Warner Brothers projects was a big screen adaptation of Tom King's Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, the eight issue Supergirl comic run that also included art from Bilkis Eveli and Mateus Lopez. Uh, all of the news sources that we're going to be talking about are linked in the video description below this live stream as well in the audio podcast show notes. If you're listening on the audio version later, uh, you can see all of those. So uh, we'll kind of be skipping a few things, but all the sources are there. So if you want Further research. If you want to do some further reading, there's Let's there's begin. there's lots more uh, to to this information and some of the things that were announced. Uh, so we're 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 gonna try to do our best to keep to the Supergirl stuff. There's a lot of other information. Um. Uh. But that would probably just take too much of podcasting time. So you are more than welcome, and we encourage uh, you to do further research uh, in some of the links that we're going to include. Um. So yeah, I guess uh, that's probably uh, gonna be something that we talk about. But uh, let's. Uh, I guess that would be a good maybe a good segue um uh, uh, to talk about all the things that we need to talk about. So let's get to the news. Well, there's lots of news today. (laughs) (laughs) Extra, extra. (laughs) I feel like I'm in the news gal legion. We've talked about town criers before. This one, this would have been a great, Way to have a town crier! Right? I would really <laughs> hear all about it. <laughs> I would have loved to have like walked to, to to work this morning and somebody on the streets like, they're gonna make a Supergirl movie. <laughs> That's how Supergirl I about woman it.
0: tomorrow movie. <laughs> <come>. <laughs> you, you stop. You are like, all right, ten cents, young, young man. Give me that paper. <laughs> That's what uh that's what James Gunn is gonna do next. He's just gonna start standing on street corners screaming his uh his new slate of, of movies.
1: <laughs> I, I mean I would respect it. I think Listen, that's get out that's, there. That's a get out there way James. To, it's a different It's uh, guerrilla marketing.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um so according to Screen Rant. uh, James Gunn has finally announced several plans for the new DC Universe that's coming from DC Studios, which was launched in November 2022 with Gunn and Peter Safran appointed as co-CEOs. So at a special event, Gunn and Saffron unveiled the first half of Chapter 1. So their version of a phase from the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, called Gods and Monsters, which will be kicking off in 2025. The announcement came with a total of 10 movies and TV shows, which will uh, be interconnected in this new universe. The goal is to have two movies and two HBO Max shows released per year. And the list of movies and TV shows are
1: <clears throat> as follows. I wanted to give you all of this because you're a better reader than I am. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Uh, <laughs> <it's a> <laughs> Any time. <laughs> uh, okay. The first movie is Superman. Legacy. Uh, Gunn is currently writing the screenplay, and Saffron is hopeful the filmmaker will also direct the DC movie. Set to come out in uh, July 11th, 2025, Superman Legacy will not be an origin story, but will focus on uh, focus on Clark's struggle to balance his superhero life with his human one. The story will also explore Superman being a beacon of kindness in a world that believes kindness is old-fashioned. Um. Am I just am I just like reading down all these? Down? Uh, well,
1: do do you want to talk about them? Or or I guess we could we, can, we, or do can we wanna like break talk about them. Or do we want to
0: break to talk about each
1: each one. one. I I suppose we could. That would take more uh, of the reading off of you if you wanted I, to take I'm not not saying there's there's like a specific reason I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Superman legacy. Um do you want me to go first with my thoughts? Sure. So I guess, I mean, it's not a, like a quiet thing that I'm a big Henry Cavill Superman fan and I've been very disappointed with the way that he as an actor, as a human being, was treated um, even just recently. Uh, so it's left a, a pretty sour note uh, for me. Uh, I, I, uh, I think that for their business strategy and the things that they're doing, it does make sense to recast and go younger so that they can make their universe last a little longer. I guess I just I'm a little confused because they got rid of Cavill, but they want to keep Momoa as Aquaman and the flat and Ezra Miller yeah. as Flash. And so that doesn't to me, if you wanted to completely reboot your universe, you would just recast all of them. So I don't know why. So I'm like, well, why? Why wouldn't you just keep Henry Cavill and in, in, in Elseworlds? Uh, yeah, it, you know, it, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't make the Henry Cavill of it all doesn't make sense to me.
0: I understand that the Flash movie is kind of instrumental in doing like a a reboot – like a soft reboot or a hard reboot of the DC
1: universe. And And depending on how they do it, uh, my blood pressure might go up. Yeah. yeah, uh, I've heard Uh, things that I'm not going to be real pleased about. but uh uh, uh, There's uh, just rumors on the interweb. uh, So who knows? They might not be real. Interesting. Uh, But like, so I understand that they need to keep that movie. And that's why everybody's like, no, the flash movie is great. Yeah. They're like, it's the best superhero movie that has ever been made. And I'm like, really? He has like fifteen riders, and they've had to do all these rejections.
0: Frankly, and there's like ten Batman. In. It reinvents the whole genre. <laughs> uh, listen, listen. I understand they need keep, that movie needs to be there. It would be more intellectually honest if they were just like, "Listen, we need to like reset the universe. This movie needs to come out." I know that Ezra Miller is just going around kidnapping people, and that's not great. <laughs>
1: Allegedly. 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 Allegedly.
0: Allegedly. But still. Uh, is, is Ezra Miller allegedly maybe starting a cult? Who knows? Who can tell? This movie is amazing. I, I feel like it would be more honest if they were just like, listen, I'm listen, we gotta keep this movie. I know the Ezra Miller thing is weird. It's getting worse for us every day. <laughs> Keeping it on the schedule. I don't care what happens, but yeah, it, it is kind of funny to be like, "It's amazing." It's like, is it? Is it? You could, you can blink if blink if you're, you know, just- <laughs> are you under duress? Are they making <laughs> you say this? Okay, yeah, I. They have <laughs> no offense. They got to get rid of Ezra Miller. They got it. No, no matter what they do, they might be saying right now, "Oh, we're considering keeping Ezra Miller." No, they're not. No, they're not. Ezra Miller is just like one migraine after another for them. Like every time a new, uh, a new headline hits, they must be like, Oh my God.
1: <laughs> like just crying. Like why, why? It's such uh, a shame too. Cause I really liked his flash. His flash was so good. in Zack Snyder's justice league it has one of, in my opinion, one of the best moments in comic book movie uh, history ever. Uh, and actually won an Oscar. And don't let somebody tell you that it didn't. It did. Um, so I, I, I find that's very sad that he would not be able to continue on. But in, in terms of the Superman of it all, it doesn't make much sense to me why they would get rid of some of that uh, cast and then keep the rest. Yeah,
0: it does seem weird. Like, <laughs> if you're getting rid of Wonder Woman, Batman, oh, well, some, but, some Batman. Maybe one of the Batman. Some of the Batman. <laughs> uh, Superman. Why... Them going like, no, 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 we're going to keep the Flash and Aquaman. Like, you can just tell us it's because of the or they've already filmed the movies and they're coming out. Like, yeah. you don't have to do the whole song. We understand. Honestly, we understand. Sometimes you just get stuck with a project, it's half done. You're like, well, I gotta, we gotta release it. Like, what are they going to do? Not release Aquaman? Well, even though I mean- it's filmed like they did it to Batgirl so I don't um, guess it's to add it to the is, realm of that is also true anything um, is possible with discovery
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean oof. i really don't want to support them uh as much like i'll support a supergirl movie that is not even in question uh but i really don't like the way the studios handled a lot of things and it's it's really soured me on things so i i, I don't want to say i'm not going to go see the superman movie but um, but if they're they're trying to con- connect all these things, so maybe a Supergirl movie might be interconnected with a Superman movie. Um, so it might be a case where I might still go see it just in case that happens. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm very tentative with some of these things, especially the Superman. I'm very hesitant with a lot of that stuff. Um, I was encouraged a little bit because I really, all I want from Warner Brothers is somebody to be like, look guys, we were real jerks. We we were jerks about the whole thing about the Justice League thing. We made a lot of mistakes. We treated people poorly, and we're trying to rectify that. That's all I kind of want from someone just just like a little a little apology like acknowledgement like little acknowledgement of some of your flaws. Like that's <laughs> that's all I kind of want. Um, but uh, but there was a little bit of that I think from things that came out today. Mind the gap. In the chat says James Gunn did say in some other interview that he didn't make any agreement with Henry Cavill and admitted he was screwed around with. Um, He did talk about that, that um, that Henry Cavill had kind kind of messed around with. Uh, Mark says that uh, it's also telling that Gunn is saying we aren't closing any doors on these actors, which doesn't mean we're bringing them back. So he's not they're not committing themselves to anything in particular it's just kind of open-ended. I just, you know, as somebody who really enjoyed like the Snyderverse and those in those movies, it's weird to me that they're like, well, we're gonna we're gonna do all of these other movies and call them an else world and package them up as an else world, but we're not gonna revisit those other movies that were super financially successful and put them in an else world. So that's that's a whole other issue, but uh but it's strange to me like what they choose to do and what not to do. So um, so yeah i would think i me. would think some of
0: it is just like trying to differentiate this new phase from the you know i i feel like there was sort of distinct phases like phase one was sort of the snyder movies and then phase two was just ooh, chaos <laughs> yes what <laughs> and uh i think they're trying to sort of differentiate themselves from phase from phase two like yes i know that for a a good amount of years you go to a DC movie and you're not really sure what you're going to get. <laughs> it's sort of a crapshoot. but now, <laughs> now we're thinking ahead and we're planning together. Uh, so I do, I kind of, I, I do sort of sympathize with like, they came in and it was like, everything is a mess. And there were some things that they, I think if it was up to them, they would probably just shut the whole thing down and then restart again. But like, I don't think, but like, Warner Brothers is like, hey, 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 you don't even look at Batman. Don't look at, <laughs> don't look Batman in the eyes. Don't look him in the eyes. So they're like, you can touch anything, but if you touch Batman, we will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I understand. They're like, so Batman is an else world. Like, <laughs> like the, the gun is to the head where like, we wanna keep it. Because <laughs> you can tell that they want to do their own Batman because they have they announced their own Batman film. It's just you know presumably years in the future, and in the interim, Batinson will continue on.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I I understand that the what their issues were, and I think from a business perspective, it makes sense that they're doing what they're doing. It's just it's a it's a little uh hard for me to understand just trying to connect all like. Figure out why they're doing certain things and why not others, yeah. um, so it's a uh, it's a little uh, difficult to kind of uh, go around this. But specifically about Superman Legacy, which. It's supposed to come out in twenty twenty five, so they better get cracking. on He's right here
0: right now. Between, I mean, <laughs> between filming that YouTube video and like answering comments on Twitter, he is hard at work. <laughs> I mean, you've got less than two years, buddy. You better get crack cracking on this it thing. and
1: release it. <laughs> Jeez, those things usually take about like six months to shoot yeah, and, uh, and I hope they're like in pre-production now. Cause that takes a long time.
0: I was thinking like, it, it doesn't it seem like just a little concerning that he's like doing all the architecture and all the, like uh, the rebooting and figuring out the whole thing, but he's also writing quite a few things and direct, like he, there's a TV show in there that he's like writing himself. And I was like, sir,
1: are you taking on too much? <laughs> so this is another, and we'll get back to Superman yeah, legacy, I guess. We will, I promise. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of questions with this whole thing, but uh, that concerns me too. But for another reason, he's, he's, he's writing the Superman movie, but uh, they want him to direct the Superman movie too. And then he's writing um, uh, an animated show that's going to be coming yeah. out. And then that he's was- also writing the authority. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if they're doing more Peacemaker. Is he writing Peacemaker? So, I don't know. So so one that's gonna the that time wise there's there's no way possible. There's no Any way. human can do that um, without at least suffering in qua- equality. And then also it concerns me because that means that there's only like one voice to these things i guess i have a fundamental sort of a philosophical disagreement about filmmaking than james gunn and so that's kind of partially why i'm having trouble with this is because he wants writing to take center he wants storytelling to take center i'm like these are films filmmaking is a director's perspective (laughs) you know you're when you when you when you when you're filmmaking you rely on the filmmaker if you want storytelling and writing to be your focus, go to television. That's where the writers reign, and filmmaking. The director is the perspective of the director should be the first and foremost thing in in cinema. So I I kind of butt heads a little bit on that regard because um, because I just kind of differ about the filmmaking of it all. But I guess if they're doing the interconnected thing that they're aiming to do because their their new big thing with the DCU is what they're calling it. It's not the DCEU anymore. It's the DCU. So a lot of what they talked about was you know, uh, an actor from a movie can hop into the TV show, and the a TV show actor can hop into the films, much like the MCU does. And oh, this actor is gonna—you know—this voice actor is gonna have to be hired for what they look like, so that when when we need to pull them out of the animated world, they can go right into the real uh, reality world. So they're trying to interweave all of these things. So I guess I can understand why the writing needs to come first because they have to keep all that straight. But I'm just like, well, why are you making films? Just make a bunch of TV shows. So I have a I have a hard time with that, just because it, because for such a long time it was like every TV show we got for DC was just Berlanti Productions. Everything was Berlanti Productions. Yeah. Everything had the same formula, had the same kind of cast, had the same kind of structure. Uh, all the executive producers were the same, and now we're getting into to the James Gunn era, and it's like all James Gunn now. Yeah, it does feel like
0: I worry that he's overextending himself by, like, Attaching himself to write so many of these, I will say I think I can't remember what he said in the exactly in the in the video, the YouTube video that was put out today. Linked in the he, video description. Linked in the video description.
1: <laughs> if you want to watch it, um,
0: but I think he might have said the storytelling, which to me does open it up to be also for the direction you know the director is instrumental in film and in television in the storytelling and sort of creating the the world of the movie or the the show and like the visual world so i'm 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 uh, interpreting that pretty broadly that like the storytelling is what they want to focus on but i am worried that he is like "No, no no i'll take it on so many of these projects because I agree, like he's writing a Superman movie. He's writing a TV show. He's writing this, he's writing that it's, it does feel like, yeah, are we going to get the Berlanti era kind of fatigue of everything feels a little the same. And one of the things that I did like about the previous DC <laughs> era, was that there was, like, the Berlanti-verse, but then also the movies were sort of their own separate thing. Yeah. I've I've said multiple times, I don't mind the multiverse. Like, I really yeah. don't. Like, if I don't like one part of it, I can just move over to a different part of it. But if all of them feel the same and I don't like one part of it, I just don't like it. I so that is the concern.
1: <laughs> I totally agree with that cuz there was a point where I was kind of frustrated with the Arrowverse but I had the Snyderverse. I really loved that. And some people hated the Snyderverse but they had the Arrowverse. They had the Arrowverse they yeah. Yeah, I totally I totally agree with that. The only thing that was concerning there's a Hollywood reporter article where um James Gunn was uh quoted as saying quote it's not the gunverse it's not he said it's got to be all these different feels from all these different stories that's what makes it fun. The stories are completely different and each has the individual expression of the writers and the director that are making those projects. But he added, we're not stupid. Not every filmmaker is going to be happy because if something is, because if someone is doing something that isn't working, we're going to be honest. And when I read that, I was like, Oh, I don't like that at all. That's, that's basically how I interpret that. Maybe this is not how James Gunn meant it, but I interpreted that as you better stay in line. If you don't stay in line, you are out of here. I think... If you have your own perspective on this,
0: you are out of here, buddy. My interpretation is that he... James Gunn kind of comes from the Marvel school and he's sort of applying that same Marvel mindset to it. So, like, the Marvel movies... Some of them feel different. Some of them feel the same, right? But like you know, some of the some of the directors get to bring some more interesting stuff to it. Um, you know, love it or hate it, like the Taika Waititi movies felt different. Um, like the Black Panther movies felt different. Um, but. Th- to only to such an extent, like only to an extent, because at the end of the day, the Marvel machine needs to like exert its influence. And sometimes you'll be watching one of these movies and suddenly something will pop up and you'll be like, oh, yeah, Marvel needed to set up this widget for the next, you know, the next yeah. phase whatever, phase 25 or whatever we are at now. Um,
1: yeah, I, really, I can't give up.
0: And I, I just assume that, like, because the Marvel model has been so popular in the past and has kind of become the dominant movie model for these comic book uh, films and because no no other franchise has really managed to break in, like, the way that Marvel one has, that they're basically just going to apply that same model. So, like, the directors and the, st- the writers will be able to tell their own stories to an extent. And if that extent, like, bumps up against what the plan is for the DC, that's when DC is going to come down on them hard and be like, no, no, sorry, you can't, you can't do X, Y, Z. Sorry, that doesn't fit the house or whatever, you know, the house style or the house uh, or the DC plan or, you know, what have you. So, it To me, it sounded familiar. It just kind of sounds like what Marvel it's has been doing. television,
1: though. It, that's how it television is. is made. Television but is made so- by a writer's room, and then the directors just come in, and they just what execute whatever the script is. The director just puts it on the screen. They don't really have much of a say, because directors for television, because we talk about Supergirl all the time, they just kind of came in, heard what the tone was from the writer, kind of understood and the formula and the way it was shot, and then they would go and do it. Um, so that's what it. I just, I, I, I would, guess they come from like a film yeah. perspective. Yeah. Well, I, I, I really hate that they're taking that away from like the filmmaker's perspective. Yeah. I, no. I, I totally get it. I
0: would argue that the marvel movies are the closest i've ever seen a movies a movies be to television in the first place though like you they've created a whole system where if you miss a movie you might be confused at the next movie like that doesn't make sense to me as a person who used to watch movies and also is a big tv person like that's that's tv thinking that's like tv you know, craftsmanship. And I think the Marvel so successfully brought that into their cinematic universe. And those movies did so well that they're basically like, well, you know, that's the way Marvel's doing it and they're doing really well. So why don't we just do that? And I think it sort of remains to be seen if they can replicate the success and if it's successful, create creatively as well. Cause I'm sure there's a bunch of people who, don't love the Marvel movies, right? And like, are just like, oh no, not more. Yeah, exactly, not more Marvel
1: movies. <laughs> phase uh, Phase One, I really loved it, but once one, Avengers right. hit, I was like, eh,
0: I'm okay. The more interconnected <laughs> it gets, the m- the more some some of these movies start to feel like a chore that you have to just like check off. So, will I uh, see Thor, that Thor, Thor Two movie? in the Dark
1: World? Was not the best film you've ever seen How in your whole life. Dare you? That movie <laughs> changed my life. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm sure there is somebody who's like. Thor 2 The Dark World is my There's favorite movie. somebody who's like, excuse-moi. And you know what? Those I respect, dark elves? I, re- I respect <laughs> it. If Thor 2 The Dark World is your favorite movie, Listen, I respect it. Just enjoy it. Don't care what I think. You're enjoy owning it. the
0: market on that opinion. <laughs> feel proud. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that they're trying to kind of create an interconnected universe in the same way that Marvel did where, you know, you have to pay attention to all of it. Otherwise, you might feel like you're missing out. I don't think they'll get there right away because that kind of storytelling where all of a sudden everything is connected is like oh you don't understand this movie you should have watched WandaVision it's like really I have to watch I have homework for this movie <laughs> Listen, I and it sounds like I don't love Marvel, but I actually do. I really it, love the Marvel. Morgan's way more of a. a I'm a Marvel big Marvel. I'm than a, a big than Marvel fan. But yeah, sometimes I resent also like the amount of like legwork I have to do to go see a, a movie. Literally, um, I don't think that that the DC is like proposing that so much. Uh, it's not like oh, and then if you miss this, if you miss this show, you're never going to understand this movie. But they might get, I, I, the, what they've outlined doesn't, what I wouldn't be surprised if they get there eventually, if they see success with the model.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll see how it plays out, but I, I'm I'm not as much of a fan as the interconnected film universe because I I think it I think it takes away from the actual genre of filmmaking. Um, Mark in the chat says studios give notes to directors all the time though no one gives someone 150 million dollars for a project and and doesn't keep an eye on what they're getting. That's that's reasonable. Yeah. What I'm what I'm saying is that it sounds like James Gunn and the. the the writers, this this is, Zack Snyder actually talked about this a long time ago. And I think Christopher Nolan has talked about this too, is the filmmaking by committee. So you have this room of people and they're writing it. And then you have to go and do exactly what they want to do. And you don't really have a safe to, uh, to it. I heard it. I don't know if it was a rumor, but I heard about the Marvel uh, directors for the MCU that they would just like show up and everything would be ready for them and done already. And they would just like yell action. And that's all they did. I don't know how true that is, but that's I, sort of how it feels sometimes I, and so I feel
0: I feel like that can't possibly mm-hmm. be true just based on some of the movies that are very tonally different than other ones. Like I, I didn't love the Multiverse of Madness, but in po- places it definitely felt like a Sam Raimi R- R- film. So I think that they bring what they can like the directors bring what they can to it, but it is it's a system, right? And I feel like unfortunately for better or worse, that's sort of comes part and parcel with like having your film be tied to existing intellectual property. So like anytime you're doing, you're playing in like an IP playground, especially with IP that is as valuable as Superman and Wonder Woman and stuff like that, and on the Marvel side, I mean, I guess when they started, it was like, "What's an Iron Man?" and so, like, <laughs> they could have literally done whatever they wanted with him. But uh, it would be like, you know, coming in and be like, "I've got this crazy take on Spider-Man. He's a serial killer." That one's not getting off the ground. No, Although no. I would watch it, <laughs> and we all know that you, I would. You
1: do love a true crime. I do love uh, a good story. true crime. It yeah. was
0: Parker all along. <laughs> but I think, uh, I think it's, it's kind of. You know, the nature of the beast is that anytime you're dealing with, like, you know, valuable intellectual property, there is going to be some committee involved that tells you, no, 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 you can't touch that. You can't do that. So, you know, it's, it's kind of the creative process is that, like, unfortunately, there's also a bunch of financial stakes involved and a bunch of, like, business people in suits that are like, mm
1: I just think it can be done another way. Uh, in the Snyderverse, they have what they call the sandbox. And so basically the sandbox was like, you could come in and play in the sandbox and do your thing and then pop out. So the idea was there's like an overall story that's being told, but you can pop in and do your thing and, and tell your story. And uh, like people were writing their own scripts and doing their own directing and doing all that stuff. And then they would just hop out. So there wasn't like this need to be so stringent on everything. And I I really liked that model. So I don't know. Uh, This is, this is a long tangent about like filmmaking uh, philosophies and things like that. So they seem to have a plan and know what they're doing. The only thing I'll say in addition to that is I've seen so many DC film slates in the last 10 years. And so (laughs) when they announced everything, I was like, okay, how many of these are actually going to be made into movies how, many, I how many of these are actually things that we're going to see? We, we like, were supposed to get a cyborg movie. We're supposed to get Deathstroke versus Batman. We're supposed to get uh, Green Lantern movies. So so I, I hesitate to believe uh, totally that everything we're talking about is going to get made. But they seem to have a plan. They want to execute this. So I'll be curious to see if all of these uh, come to fruition.
0: I see that Mark says in the chat that um, Gunn specifically said he doesn't want to lose track of the idea that every movie and show needs to stand on its own, which I do think is is helpful. I think that's good because, yeah, some some of the you know, I think one of the criticisms of the Marvel structure is that at some point, some of them do feel like they they could couldn't stand on their own. (laughs) Like, yeah, if you you didn't watch 12 other things, you are not going to understand this thing.
1: Were you just going to see Thor 2 The Dark World just to see that post-credit scene? Were you really going to see Thor, it, Thor 2 The Dark you, World for the story? Or were you really just going to see I, what happened I at mean, the end? I'm like
0: a perfect example. Do I want to see the Ant-Man movie? Not really. Will I? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, am I jazzed about it? No. Will it be good? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, do I need to know what's going on? I guess, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Like, I think that you want to avoid uh, any of your movies having that kind of reaction to them where it's like, oh, uh, I guess I gotta go see it, you know, although on the flip side, that's how they make their money. So, you know, yeah. I'm I'm buying the ticket, aren't I? I'm the I'm the sucker here in this scenario. Yeah, um, I would I would feel better if
1: it was, you know, the concentration was these are standalone things. so We want them to hold up on their own. Um, I would feel better about that, so yeah. Uh, it, it it's just tough because because I'm I'm such a big film fan, so it's it's hard for me to. Uh, I think it's a situation my mind
0: around that, like an only time will tell situation. But it does sound like they're at least considering like these things need to you know be strong enough on their own. Um, so that is seems hopeful i i wish uh, mentioning the 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 fact that we've seen like 100 dc film slates i was like what if we started with supergirl woman of tomorrow like the, if, fir- the first the first yeah what out? if what if instead of superman you know, listen we've heard about him put him <laughs> aside <laughs> what if we start with a true icon? Because I'm afraid, I'm, I'm, af- I'm afraid. As you know, we, as DC fans, we've experienced this. What happens if, like, this falls apart in two years and we never get our Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow? No, sir. No. You start with her. Yeah. That, respect.
1: <laughs> that it is it is nerve-wracking about that. I guess the the thought process there is that Superman legacy is going to because it sounded like that was the first one that was coming out. Yeah. That one's coming out in 2025. Um, and so I guess you have to establish Superman in your DC universe first and then get him off the ground. And I guess Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow necessitates that there is a Superman. Um, So you I think you probably need to have him first, Um, although I agree with you. Supergirl is the true icon of the the DC universe, (laughs) especially in a Woman of Tomorrow uh, movie, especially. But uh, but I think. Timeline wise, you have to establish that there is a Superman before you tell the Woman of Tomorrow story, because it comes up a couple of times that. Yeah. A, right. Other aliens and all other planets right. recognize who Supergirl <laughs> is because of the first Superman connection. Yeah. Fine.
0: They can make so, Superman um, first. <laughs> I want Supergirl to be like the next one though. I think we should just back to back super it.
1: I think that's she's I do. think she's coming out. Well, I I guess we'll we'll get to that, but I, I think she's supposed to come out two years after. So okay, I, I think we're okay. supposed to get a Supergirl Woman that's, of Tomorrow movie in 2025. That's a reasonable time frame. I will allow. I was afraid no, 2027, like, sorry.
0: Okay. I was afraid yeah. that she was going to be like the last thing that they hit because the, a lot <laughs> of the articles that I was reading it was like, "Oh, and also Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow." I was like, "What do you mean and
1: also?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny about that. We'll we'll talk about the rest of these these films. we we'll, we'll, We're going to we're going to get to them. Don't you worry. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get to them. Um but uh I think it's funny because what a lot of what I was reading and and I was watching some videos today about some stuff and um, people seem to to not understand how amazing Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow is. Like there's no people haven't read it. They don't know anything about it. And the descriptions that were being put out about it, like in the video that James Gunn talked about and, and the thing that DC released, I was like, that's not really doing that story justice, the description that you put out there for the world to see. Because I think a lot of people were like, What's the supergirl thing? I'm like, no, you don't understand. It's one of the best supergirl comic runs of all time. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's like frameable. You don't understand the
0: significance of this. I was really comforted that, like, I the one thing I really did like in that video was when James Gunn was like, it was one of my favorites yeah. comics that came out last year. And I was like, as it should be, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Coming yes. in hot at him for no reason. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good book the art is so beautiful like I think I tweeted something earlier today about like they're gonna have to really work to make like the movie hold a candle to the beautiful art in that book that's why the director would be so
1: important you gotta get a good you director have on to Supergirl. get I, I actually feel empathy for whoever gets put in the directorial position and the cinematography position for a uh, woman of tomorrow you better have your g- game on you, you gotta come got, correct on you this. have got to know what you're doing because <laughs> um people have expectations for the art and the visuals in that book i know i, I, do. Do. I do i shouldn't speak for everybody although i, I think it's probably safe to speak for everybody <laughs> but uh we have a high expectations of supergirl fans about this book Um, so I just I need for them to find somebody who really knows what they what they're doing and can really bring some of these visuals to life because there's space dragons and flying horses and uh, Supergirl has fire wings and it just you there's dinosaurs. We went to a dinosaur pond and what is she? (laughs) Dinosaurs. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in Supergirl: Woman of Tomorrow that you really need to. It's so good. Don't,
0: it is so good. <laughs> don't skimp on the visuals. Is awesome. But I do feel like I, I, I took us off the beaten path. Uh, I was, I, I think I might take us back. Uh, okay. So right. that we can then well, we'll dive, get deep. More dive deep into Wonder Supergirl woman of tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. tomorrow. Um, let's get through these, these other movies. Let's so get through the movies. Yeah. yeah. So the next movie, I don't know if this is the next in the order, but, um, but it is The Authority. So Gunn is currently outlining the film, which will be based on Wildstorm characters. The DC imprint will be brought into the main universe with the live-action movie. According to DC Studios, The Authority explores antiheroes who have good intentions while having to go to extremes due to how broken the world is. Um, I was interested
1: I've literally never heard of them before had do you have any background have you read I, any of their stuff I haven't read anything but I think this is where the Apollo and Midnighter characters are from oh, I've just kind of seen brief really? discussion about them on Twitter but I've never read it I'll be honest this this is not interesting to me at all they may be great characters and they may have great stories but it sounds like another suicide squad like I'm it does gonna, I'm gonna that need is... I'm gonna need an another reason for them to exist
0: yeah that was that was sort of my immediate take on it is like oh it's like suicide squad um so i'll be interested to see where they take that and if it feels too reminiscent of like Suicide Squad stuff, or if it has it's its being written by James Gunn. Listen, he's getting in there, he cannot be stopped, and (laughs) frankly, he will not be stopped. (laughs) He's gonna write them all. Poor James Gunn. I feel like we're gonna have to like stage an intervention with like a banner or something
1: for him. Mind the Gap says the authority are not really like the Suicide Squad. Well, I'd be curious to know how they differ, but that description very much sounds like the Suicide Squad. Yeah,
0: the anti hero aspect of it really threw me off. I was like. Oh, okay, um but yeah i I would be interested in learning more about i this was honestly the first time I'd ever heard of them. Not that my comic knowledge is like deep and <laughs> it's a pretty
1: obscure team yeah. of characters, yeah, but
0: it, yeah, yeah, but I was like,, oh, I've never heard of that one, we talk about comics a lot. um I see mine The Gap says they are similar to the ending of Miracle Man or the Kingdom Come story with supergirl uh, Superman and the Gulag.
1: Uh, it's been a long time since I've read Kingdom Come, uh, so I'd have to revisit that stuff. Yeah, so it may it start start doing your uh, authority. I'm in a comic start reading now, doing my homework now,
0: <laughs> and I'll be ready by 2029.
1: 20, <laughs> we out. have lots of time. We have time to We've catch got
0: up. time to catch up. Okay, <laughs> this brings us to the uh, the crowning achievement of the WV. <laughs> you, you know him. He needs no introduction. <laughs> But I'm going to introduce him anyway. (laughs) It's Batman. (laughs) He's back, baby. And he's and he's. Batmanier than ever Uh, the the movie is the brave and the bold Uh, this will be a batman and robin story with a new star set to play the dark knight Uh, because why not just let's just rotate through just
1: bring in another one it's fine I feel like
0: when like the new batman comes like there should be like a smoke signal in the air like the pope (laughs) (laughs) the smoke signal should have gone up and and Pattinson looks up in the air and he's like "Uh uh-oh my time has come (laughs) 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 they're calling you home buddy Uh, Robert Pattinson and Ben Affleck will therefore not be starring in this film. It's based on Grant Morrison's Batman run. The story sees Bruce discovering that Damian Wayne is his son. Taught to be an assassin, Bruce must now raise Damian under his wing. The Brave and the Bold will also feature other members of the Bat family. It was not revealed if they have decided which actors will play them or if DC Studios will even use stars that have been used previously. So open question
1: mark. I like the idea of the, the Batman family, because that's that, that hasn't been done that much on film. Batman no, and Robin really. kind of did it with <laughs> Batgirl and, and Robin there. What a movie. Um, so, so it was, uh, to its credit, they had the Batman family that's, in there. That's true. Uh, and it was the only film that had done that. Um, the only downside to this one is uh, that it's got Damien in it. And you know what that means. Talia Hill is going to be in it. And uh... I I do not like Talia Ghul. I would rather not. So uh that's a that's a big uh that's a big downside for me. So um, she's back, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah. The only thing is, uh, Batman Brave. Uh, it's called Brave and the Bold. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's a Brave and the Bold comic series where Batman would team up with different characters. Like one issue, he'd it'd be like Batman and Green Arrow teaming up, and one issue would be Batman and Black Canary teaming up. And I kind of wish it was something like that, where it was like batman and some other character like teaming up together but i i get the uh, desire to do a batman family thing I, th- I think that would be cool i just i just really don't like talia al ghul so uh, and I, <laughs> and I, don't, I know there are a lot of damien fans out there i'm not one of them uh so it's, it's gonna be real real tough yeah, to sell me <laughs> honestly it's
0: possible that i have just not been introduced to the version of damien that like vibes with me uh <laughs> But most, but the most of the time I see him, I'm just like, oh gosh, all right, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. I know, no, life is hard, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> just like a, your a mom is the worst. I know your mom is so bad, but it's got a lot of feelings. That's the it, yeah. is is the thing. But I, yeah. I actually haven't. I don't know that I've read the Grant Morrison run that they're. Referencing, so that might be something interesting. I might, maybe I'll do my homework on that as yeah, well.
1: You have lot, you have lots of so your homework. your to-
0: to read list. But you know what? I don't have to do my homework on. That's right. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Uh, (laughs) The Girl of Steel is getting her own solo movie, which will be based on Tom King's recent DC run. uh, And he's the architect of the project, too. While Superman was raised on Earth with kind parents, Supergirl stayed on a piece of Krypton that drifted off. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow will explore her life as she was forced to see many loved ones die tragically. So we are getting a, a Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow uh, movie, and uh, presumably it will include something from the comic book?
1: Yeah, it's sort of, I, I don't, I would like them to just, like, do a straight adaptation. I know they're probably going to have to take some liberties for the movie, and we'll talk about this more in detail, yeah. but... Um, but I really wish they had used like a different description for the movie it was like and everyone she knows dies and you know she had, I was like oh my gosh there's much more to that story <laughs> than she like, is They could <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it could have okay. been, been like this this story uh, which is basically a space western with supergirl helping out a young girl whose father was recently murdered and she goes off in a mystery to find this criminal like that would have been way more interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I really you I don't thought it was spoiled, but at least call it a space western and tease yeah. the, cop, the super horse. I mean, do something. Yeah, space western. There you go. You don't have to you don't have to
0: give away the plot of the movie. You could just be like, it's a space western and supergirl has feelings or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. She's a hardened, you know, blah blah blah. Uh yeah, no, I thought that the you know, the 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 way that they were pitching it was like a little weird that's not how i would pitch somebody to read supergirl woman of tomorrow me, me neither but but hey tom king is involved and he wrote the book so i'm hoping he'll be like no 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 comet needs to be in this
1: yeah the only one i trust in this whole feel DC like studios can, thing is tom king i feel like, <laughs> like i can trust him to I be trust.
0: like listen no comet comet has to be in there comet crypto isn't- instrumental in this story <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna get my super pets in this one <laughs>
1: <laughs> the only uh good iteration. well I, I shouldn't say the only good iteration we did get lulu lulu it just what a magnificent kiss. yeah be, uh,
0: a, a, a beautiful soul. Uh, <laughs> and then our last uh our last of the film slate is Swamp Things. <laughs> My this is I'm sorry. It's just that there's it's one line. DC Studios is working on a movie that explores the dark origin of Swamp Thing.
1: <laughs> they haven't really
0: thought that one out yet. They're like, also oh, we're gonna have Swamp Thing. What's that one gonna be about? Swamp Thing. <laughs> cool (laughs) listen i i'm i'm here for it i guess i don't know it could be fun i don't know much about swamp
1: thing so there's actually some really famous swamp thing stories i can't although i can't think of what they're called at the moment but i went to a dragon con uh panel where somebody gave this really like academic scholarly presentation on the art and symbolism of swamp thing and i was like all oh, right, yeah. I gotta wait. I need some swamp thing come. Oh, I, gotta, I gotta learn more about Swamp Thing. So, um, so I think if you did it right, I mean, the Swamp Thing TV show, uh, that was on HBO Max, I think that was when oh, I, DC was briefly trying to have oh, its own, it was, it was like, service. yeah, it was like DC Universe, yeah, yeah. Um, it was
0: great. I heard it was very good. I've been meaning to watch it. I actually watched a for the, the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, we watched the Teen Wolf movie recently. And I was like, I should have watched Crystal's, Crystal, whatever her name's, other Swamp Thing show. So maybe maybe I'm putting that on the list, too. So much research.
1: Yeah, Swamp Thing is actually pretty interesting. I think Mind the Gap might have the one I'm thinking about. Uh, Alan Moore did a, a saga of Swamp Thing. And Ooh. I think uh, I, re- I remember really enjoying that panel at... Um, dragon con so uh so yeah swamp thing i think deserves a little more than just like one sentence but uh but maybe they haven't totally figured out what what take they want to go with swamp thing just yet um okay that brings us to the television slate so
0: there are one two three four five of these that's fun uh okay (laughs) The first one is Creature Commandos. This was the only animated series announced as part of the slate. Gunn has already written seven episodes of the series, so he's been busy. Uh, Creature Commandos will center uh, Rick Flagg Sr., who is set to appear elsewhere in live action portrayed by his voice actor, and Nina Mazursky. That seems right. Sure. Dr. Phosphorus, uh, Eric Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, who is the protagonist, G.I. Robot, I'm a good friend weasel. (laughs) So sure. Uh, James Gunn knows how to write like ragtag groups that involve, you know, an animal of some kind. So I feel like this will be pretty fun. It's animated. That could be fun.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's probably stuff that you can do in that as an animated uh, TV show that you probably couldn't do in live action. So it does look like this will be, um, be one of those instances where the voice actors will also possibly appear in various live action things as well.
0: Yeah. Now the DC animated stuff is, is that existing as part of this umbrella or is that going to be kind of its own thing? Cause I know that the DC animation is pretty popular. People really like it. Um I'm just wondering if they're like being <laughs> the same way. They're like, no, thank you, Henry Cavill. No, thank you. Gallaudet. Or they like, no, thank you. These animated, films
1: well we'll talk about it in my section of the news Ooh, uh, nice. but uh, but things uh but i don't know about how much of the dc animated stuff is rolled up into the, in the this but uh it mentioned in one of the articles that i read that teen titans go was going to be put under the elseworlds banner oh, oh okay like, nobody really sure. thinks that that's part of the continuity james got no <laughs> that's that's targeting like eight-year-olds like it's not in in me cuz i have a f- sophisticated sense of listen, humor listen
0: <laughs> if it's good it's good <laughs> i have watched episodes of that with my my friends kids and yeah it's, it's solid it's actually quite
1: good there's uh, there's a lot, there's, l- there's l- lot of good, good jokes <laughs> uh, I, it's actually uh, very smart but um i think i think it sounds like the animated stuff is maybe going to fall under the else world stuff okay cuz i think sense. i think the idea is they want to have one main continuity and so, if anything is not like, if there's people in a like another animated movie who are not the actors of something that could go into a live action film, they're like, Elseworlds, you go to Elseworlds. It's, it seems like a, a really stringent way to do it, but, uh, but I guess this is how they're going about it. So, I, I would guess that the animated stuff, like for example, if, um, you know, if Jensen Ackles voices Batman. I don't know. Maybe Jensen Ackles will be playing Batman. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Oh, oh the supernatural I, fans are coming oh out. Oh my now. gosh. All those people, <laughs> all imagine? those, all those people wanted that to happen. But, I mean, it could happen. I don't know. Anything but, is possible. Supernatural fans dare to dream, <laughs> dare to defy. <laughs> I was just trying to think of another actor. I n- could think of that was doing, cause poor Kevin Conroy is not with us anymore. So Aww. he can't be, you know, uh, animated Batman anymore. But, um, but, Say if Jensen Ackles was going to play animated Batman, but he's not going to be in the live action Batman, he would, I guess, be thrown over into the Elseworlds section.
0: Interesting. So our next uh, show is Waller. Uh, the previously announced Amanda Waller spinoff series is moving forward with Viola Davis set to star. Uh, the show will take place between Peacemakers seasons one and two. Uh, this is because Gunn doesn't have time for Peacemaker right now. That is brutal. Uh, uh, <laughs> that was, that was editorializing by me. I uh, just <laughs> feel sad for Peacemaker. Poor John Cena. Uh, getting back to the actual article, doom patrol executive producer, uh, Jeremy Carver and watchman scribe uh, Chris, Henry are heading up this series so between that and- Peacemaker season one and two which means that it's going to be I guess a long
1: time until we get Peacemaker season two which makes me sad uh yeah I mean I guess uh, on the plus side Doom Patrol I thought was really good the Watchmen TV show was really good that's true um, both of so them I- uh, actually I haven't watched Doom Patrol but I've heard really good things Doom, Doom Patrol just selfishly referenced my exact birthday and i was like what, what? how like, do you know it was like a really i can't remember what episode it was but it was like a really important part of the episode that they reference that date and i was like how am i in the Duke patrol universe I'm sure, I'm sure i'm not the only person who's in there. like
0: uh-uh. unfortunately now rebecca's in an else world <laughs>
1: <laughs> so they sort of indirectly not by name named me uh only by my my exact birth date uh but it was just really funny um, I don't really care about this. I have to be honest uh i I didn't watch Peacemaker. It's not my kind of thing. I saw some clips, and I was like, I don't think that's for me and so I just didn't watch it and uh although I heard that people liked it, uh I know Morgan that you enjoyed it, so that's good. I'm happy for people who enjoyed it. It's just yeah. not my thing, and for me, Amanda Waller is only fun when she's going up against like Batman or some other character, you know like yeah i Maybe they'll make Amanda Waller like this most this amazing character. Um, but I don't think people really people like Amanda Waller, but I don't think they like her because of like her, you know? Yeah. So maybe maybe, maybe the TV show will really focus in on a man. Who is Amanda Waller? who Who is Amanda Waller? <laughs> I feel like I feel like they're they might be relying a lot on the
0: uh, the star power of like Viola. Uh, also, Amanda to- Waller
1: was in the Snyderverse. Yeah, she sure was. How does that make sense? Sorry I to interrupt know. you. But I don't know. I don't understand. You You're they're allowing. So hard, they're allowing have her they're interconnectivity. Her but then some people, it doesn't matter just because you like the actors.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't know. I guess they figure for like smaller characters like Amanda Waller, it's not as jarring as it would be for like Superman. I don't know though. Honestly, if it was me and I was clean slating something, I would like truly clean slate it. Just, just like tri-
1: at least have everybody. Respect. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. So would you you watch a TV show that was like answering who is Amanda Waller?
0: Yeah, I want to say no, but I'm going to say yes, just because I love Viola Davis. (laughs) She is good. She's great. She's really good. And she's she's good as Amanda
1: Waller. I I like
0: her as Amanda Waller. She's really good in like everything. So I feel Pretty like much. and her Amanda Waller is really is really fun. And she was amazing in how to get away with murder. I was I was uh, about
1: to say what if Amanda Waller like taught a class <gasps> at a local academic oh institution my God. about how to get oh. away with like government corruption the shondaverse is
0: actually (laughs) part of the beastie universe (laughs) that is that is the big twist they didn't want you to see coming (laughs) they didn't want you to know about this and then and then by like uh by like 2030 they're all in gray's anatomy
1: (laughs) spoiler alert because i never finished how to get away with murder did she actually get away with murder i I feel did she she go to prison I feel like probably she did. Honestly,
0: I also <laughs> never finished how to get away. With. I'm just talking about like, how good of a show it was. Yeah, it was and then it got kind of weird and then I just kind of drifted away from it <laughs> in the but, same year same. Here. The first couple seasons were very solid. Uh and in those seasons she
1: did get away with it. She, she, she sure there's a lot of There was a lot of things, several murders. <laughs> It got too um, complicated. I think that's why I quit. But
0: I mean, it it really sort of fell under itself, like just like Scandal did. But uh, <laughs> the first the first seasons of a uh, of a uh, Shonda Rhimes shows are always pretty pretty fun. By season five, you're like, what am I watching anymore? <laughs> uh, unless it's Grey's Anatomy, and then it's on like season thirty five. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, Lanterns. Uh, while it's unclear if this is meant to be Greg Berlanti's Green Lantern TV show, uh, Lanterns will center on Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. According to DC Studios, it's a detective mystery, with mm. the Green Lantern serving as super cops on precinct Earth. Lanterns will uh, lead into a overall story about an ancient horror while weaving between movies and DC TV shows. So Lantern, I guess, is like going to be a bridge between the TV and movie universes with um, our good friend detectives uh, uh, Hal, and, Hal John. and John.
1: Yeah. So I assume you're not going to be into this because you're not, you're not admittedly a big Green
0: Lantern fan. It's it's hard for me to admit this because a lot of our listeners are comic book fans and I'm sure a lot of them like Green Lantern. I don't care for Green Lantern. (laughs) (laughs) I just just don't, I have not, I have yet to find the story that makes me be like, yeah, Green Lantern. I'm just like, sure. And also Green Lantern was there. (laughs) But maybe what if this is it? This what could if be this the one. Is finally it. What if I just needed them in like a true detective, like time is a flat circle kind of story?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will maybe give this one a go because I actually do like Green Lantern and <laughs> Lantern Corps. So uh so I could maybe be interested in this. I I wish there was a show. It, Cause I don't know if they'll have like Guy Gardner and some of the, uh, some of those other uh, GLs come in, but I would love it if like a whole bunch of Green Lanterns showed up. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what this is about, but I might give that one a shot. I, I don't like that. It's like interconnected with the movies. Cause that could get complicated. Cause what if I don't go see one of the movies and I'll be like lost in the plot. So uh, that's the only setback for that, but I do like Green Lantern. So maybe I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I think
0: this one could be could be interesting. I, I I will definitely I'll try it out to see if this is the if this is finally the one that makes me go, huh, how about that Green Lantern? Or if I'll, <laughs> or if I'll still be like, I don't care for Green Lantern. <laughs> As I say shamefully. <laughs> uh, the next one is. Is and I promise our listeners we are almost through. Uh, the next one is Paradise Lost. This is a Wonder Woman prequel series in the style of Game of Thrones, focusing on the origin of Themyscira before Diana Prince's time. Paradise Lost will explore how the political game that is played on Themyscira and what a society of women do in order to gain
1: power. Ooh. So, so Wonder Woman's not going to be in this at all. No, why would you want Wonder Woman in your Wonder Woman show? i mean i like I like uh, the ones, but if Diana's not in it i
0: oh i' I'm this not- this one's a this one's a toughie for me. I think it could be interesting. I am concerned that they're like it's like Game of Thrones I'm like uh-huh okay How, how'd that show end again were people happy <laughs> well, but game,
1: game of Thrones yeah. is a big property for Warner it's Brothers. it's a huge
0: property so, so they're like they making want, want want game
1: of Thrones audience
0: I feel like anything that would that's kind of like olden times fantasy is going to be pitched from now on is it's like Game of Thrones. <laughs> So yeah, who knows? I guess they're gonna be there's gonna be some political intrigue in this one. I didn't hear anything about dragons, so you know maybe they can work that
1: in. <laughs> well, there might be dragons on the scary. There we
0: could, don't know. There
1: sure could be. <laughs> I <laughs> think I think we gotta get in at least one dragon. I if mean, this is this is a Game world where they have like Zeus and uh and uh in Car- Aries. They think probably have. Uh, dragons, uh, new Rachel in the chat says, uh, so the Themiscare version of Krypton, here for it. Um, mm. you know, that's a good point because Krypton yeah. was a show that was about this the universe or the world of Superman before Superman. Um, and that worked. I really loved Krypton. Uh, so I guess it's theoretically possible. I just, uh, I'd have to, I'd have to see the, pr- the proof of concept. Uh, you know, I'd have, to, I'd have to, I'd have to be really sold <laughs> on it.
0: Okay. So, I, I wasn't sold on it until this comment from my <laughs> who says, "I know the Amazons use kangaroos like horses." Listen. I, I didn't think that what I needed was a like a gritty Game of Thrones, but everybody's riding a kangaroo like a horse. But now That's Morgan's new favorite show. I'm on board. You know what? I'm I'm penciling this into my calendar. I'm going to be watching every episode. Never going to miss one. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, I, I would actually maybe watch it too if that was
1: the case. That is right? it. That
0: is a plus. Okay. Uh, now, our last show is Booster Gold. Uh, this is a series focusing on the future tech superhero with imposter sim- syndrome, it, and it's in the works. Uh, DC Studios are currently speaking to an unspecified actor to play the, the title role.
1: Unspecified... I, think I, might, uh, I think I might check out a Booster Gold uh, TV show. It probably deals in time travel. I'd like to see how they do Skeets, um, his little robot friend who hangs out with him and gives him information. Booster Gold's a pretty fun character, so I, I think it could be good depending on what story they're telling.
0: Yeah, Booster Booster Gold, I don't know a, a lot about, but it, it just reading the description makes me sad for what we what could have been uh, if Legends hadn't got canceled because, as a reminder for people who maybe didn't watch the show but did listen to the podcast, uh, <laughs> Booster <laughs> Booster Gold uh, popped up in the season finale of the Last Legend season, and then it turned out it was the series finale. Um, so we never really got to see much of him, but uh, seemed like a fun character. So,
1: yeah, Daryl says in the chat they literally already have a Booster Gold actor ready to go, and his name is Donald Faison. So uh, unfortunately, that did not come to fruition. Uh, but I think they've been they've been trying to do Booster Gold stuff for a long time. I remember Greg Berlanti was trying to do some kind of booster gold something or other uh so they've been trying to get the booster gold stuff off the ground he appeared in smallville so if you're interested in a live action booster gold he uh was in smallville as well uh just to kind of wrap up some of this news i think we hit a lot of this stuff already uh but according to the hollywood reporter to uh quote to come up with an overall direction of the slate gun assembled a group of writers consisting of friends and storytellers that he admired. Among them were the Martian scribe Drew Goddard, the Flash writer Christina Hodson, Moon Knight head writer Jeremy Slater, Watchmen writer Crystal uh, Crystal Henry, and famed comic book scribe Tom King. Tom King is uh, one of the biggest DC writers of the past 12 years, a key architect of his Batman line, and the writer of the Superhero miniseries that will be the basis of the movie. And then a bunch of other things were said in this article, but I'm just going to kind of give everybody a quick summary. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to uh, look further into them, uh, links in the video description and in the audio podcast show notes so you can check them out for yourself. Uh, Gun Gun called The Flash, directed by Andy Muschietti, quote, probably one of the greatest superhero movies ever made, unquote. Uh, We talked a little bit about that. Uh, Actors uh, will be cast so that they can jump from TV into film and film into TV and uh, also uh, including animated voice work so it's all going to be very interconnected. Interconnected. Uh, we talked about the Elseworlds banner uh, that they are going to create to put things that are not part of the main DCU continuity in. So that like Matt Reeves' Batman universe, Todd Phillips' Joker films, uh, the Black Superman project written by ta Coates, and even Teen Titans Go are going to be under the DC Elseworlds banner. And then we talked about uh, James Gunn's. Uh, philosophy on what they're doing in terms of putting story and writing first. So uh, kind of got through, I think all of the news, those are the Ooh, most important bits. Uh, so hopefully uh, that will kind of bring everybody up. So now we can talk specifically about Supergirl woman of tomorrow. So uh, Morgan, are you surprised by this news? Um, That we yes. are getting a movie based on oh, Tom King's run. First
0: off that we are getting a movie. Yes, that we are getting it based off of our beloved Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, double yes. Yeah, I wasn't expecting when they were talking about, you know, the the slate of DC films, I thought to myself, don't get your hopes up, Morgan. (laughs) It's it's never Supergirl's time. It's never Supergirl's (laughs) And We know this. We're Supergirl fans who watched a show for six seasons in which many of the seasons it wasn't Supergirl's show. (laughs) Even on the show. So I didn't think that Supergirl was getting a movie, to be honest. I didn't think that at all. I was like, it's going to be a bunch of like, it's going to be the big ones. And then it's going to be a bunch of like obscure characters and like team ups because that's what James Gunn likes to write. And we're never going to see Supergirl movie. And I'm going to be sad. And then when they announced the Supergirl movie today, I was like... I'm losing my mind. Uh, the fact that it's also based on this comic that we read within the last year, that was so good that we enjoyed so much that had such beautiful art and storytelling. I was like, uh, am I excited?
1: Am I, am I? Optimistic? It's such a weird feeling for me with Supergirl stuff. What is this
0: feeling I'm feeling? Is that, <laughs> Dear God, is that hope? <laughs> it's like Kara came through my computer screen and was like, Morgan, I know you've given up hope, but it's not time yet. There will be another me on the big screen. And I <laughs> was like, Cara, really? <laughs> this is what I get for giving up hope. I should have never given up. Uh, yeah, no, I was, I was so, to say pleasantly surprised is an understatement. I was like, I was hoping, but I was not expecting that we would get a Supergirl thing. And then when it turns out the Supergirl thing
1: we're getting is something based on something we really like. That's like a win-win, baby. <laughs> yeah, I I had no like I I knew there was going to be some sort of announcement about DC stuff that was coming out, but I I just I didn't have any hope. I I never thought it was Supergirl would be in the mix, and specifically about One Woman of Tomorrow, because uh, as I previously mentioned, I've been pretty sour on the DC films as of late, and so to see that they were going to make something that I really did enjoy and, and do consider to be one of the greatest not even just Supergirl comic stores, like one of the greatest comic books to have ever been published. And I, I mean that with no hyperbole, like that's just, that's just the way it is. <laughs> uh, so that's, I mean, I, I might maybe check out some of these other things, but I will throw all the money at a woman of tomorrow movie. I will go see it multiple times. I'll get the merch. I'll do all the things. Um, so that was very exciting to me. And, Uh, Just to maybe disclose some personal conversations that Morgan and I've had, because basically I told Morgan, I said, hey, we may not get Supergirl on uh, the big screen. Uh, after the flash movie so i might want to make the flash movie a bigger deal for myself yeah so i was like morgan would you want to go like meet up and go see the flash movie together so we can like have that supergirl uh big screen experience cinematic like, experience it's a, it's a once in a lifetime <laughs> it's never gonna happen <laughs> again like it was going to be because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> sasha kajay is gonna be a uh, supergirl in the flash movie And uh, so to to, I mean, we just had that conversation a couple of days ago. And then now we're getting another Supergirl movie. So it's like, oh, I guess that's not so much a once in a lifetime thing anymore. So that's a that's pretty, pretty exciting. I'm very um, glad to see this news. Definitely did not expect it at all. Um, so that's that's pretty awesome. No, we were like, let's get together and see
0: the one and only time we'll ever be able to see Supergirl in theaters. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like, we can do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm right. still I'm still at the point uh, like with the Flash movie because it was delayed, and delayed and, de- and delayed. So I'm not going to like really, really get excited about Woman of Tomorrow until there is a trailer. And that's I've true in the theater that's true i've bought the ticket we shouldn't assume
0: anything if yes. we've learned anything from the last couple of years don't not don't assume don't assume just because they announced it that it's ever going to come out
1: <laughs> <laughs> there there could be just a little bit that of uh, you know there's a little bit in me that is like don't get your hopes 100 percent up <laughs> <laughs> Don't hope too much. But you know what Supergirl would say to that? <laughs>
0: She'd say, All we have is hope, Rebecca.
1: <laughs> so uh so uh that's really exciting to actually have that be announced. So hopefully this will lead people to actually read the comic and do their research on it to know what it is about. Uh so I guess I, think it-, I think it really helps though that the comic is like a limited eight issue run.
0: So like, and very accessible, right? You don't need to have read, you don't need to have come into that comic with like, Oh, if you didn't read, you know, the, this run, you're never going to understand it. Or if you didn't read that run, you know, first you got to read, you know, you got to read that issue of Superman. You Number gotta read that five hundred twenty six exactly, and then you gotta jump back. You're probably gonna want to start in the '60s. I'm like what? <laughs> Never mind. This one you really can. It is standalone, so you can recommend it to people. You can say, "Hey, you know, you want to know more about like Supergirl? Why don't you just like pick up Supergirl: Woman of Tomorrow? It's in one trade. You can yeah, just you can, buy You it. can
1: get a, a trade paperback. That's you get it. That's the pretty, whole thing. Um, that's a really easy read. Speed. Speed. Yeah, so I I do think
0: that's it's smart in that way of like also boosting the sales of the book because I feel like people are immediately going to be like, "What is Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow?" And because it is not like you know, five hundred comics and like twenty years long of backstory, they they can just go to a, like Amazon or their local bookstore, their local comic bookstore,
1: just pick up the trade and be caught up in like you know. And Catherine, yeah, you could probably read it in like an hour and a half at yeah. most, maybe. Well, I, think, I, think
0: I like, I like to take a long time with yeah. the art, just kind of staring at it, bringing it close <laughs> to my face, pretending I'm there. Well, uh, I, the, I guess it might be like 20, 20
1: minutes per, per issue, maybe. 20 average. minutes per
0: panel for yeah. me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I think, I think that's, it's smart that they pick something standalone for like the sort of the DC comics tie in. Cause I think that's going to really be a, like a, a nice entry point for a lot of people and, and accessible in a way that sometimes comics just honestly aren't. Um, and I like that, that, and it's so good too. It's so good. It's short, it's to the point and it's
1: good. And it has a, uh, there's a, it's not just a straightforward story. You have to think a little bit, mm-hmm. um, which, which I enjoyed even though I was con- kind of confused by the ending. No, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. The ending wasn't a bit of a puzzler, <laughs> but it's a fun uh story to discuss with other people and get their thoughts on it. So, uh, I think that, uh, that, uh, adds to it for me is that there's, it's not just like a you read it and forget about it. Like, I'm still kind of thinking about it uh, later on. Um, so I think most of the Supergirl fans I know are really excited about this. Uh, new Rachel in the chat says it seems like there are some Supergirl fans who hate Woman of Tomorrow. And I my personal take on that is I think those are some of the people who misunderstood the ending like I did at first. So uh, I think uh, it's worth discussing with other people and getting different perspectives on it. Uh, but that's part of the the fun of reading it for me was because um, I would rather have something that makes me think a little bit.
0: Yeah. And I think that like that. The 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 take on the Supergirl character is a little bit different than we've seen her in the past. She is, as they mentioned, uh, as James mentions in a couple places, like she's a little bit more hardened, um, a little bit more rough around the edges. And I could see how some Supergirl fans might just might not like that take on the character. I didn't. I thought that she was a little bit different without losing what sort of made her Supergirl, right? Like her, she might be like. A, you know, a little bit rough, rougher, but I think she was still a person who really did at the end of the day, believe in people and care about people. And I think that really shone through in the story. So while it was kind of a different take on the Supergirl character, and I can see why people wouldn't like it. I ultimately liked it. Cause I did feel like it was connected enough to the heart of the character to still, to still work for me.
1: Yeah. Ultimately for me, she still embodied that hope, help and compassion for all motto. Uh, so I, I think it really captured uh, what Supergirl does and why she's great, and you see that through the eyes of Ruthie. Um, so, uh, so I'm excited to see how much of that they still they're they're able to translate to the big screen. So that'll be cool. Well, I guess we could talk about uh, some more description that we didn't get in that uh, that first description that we uh, read. So, according to Collider.com. The film tentatively titled "Supergirl: Woman of Tomorrow." A uh, tentatively, just call it "Supergirl: Why Woman it? of Tomorrow." That that should be the title. Call it by its name. <laughs> <laughs> so call it what it is. <laughs> is expected to be ready for the big screen just a couple of years after Superman Legacy. According to Gunn, in his words, we'll have a Superman coming out, and then two years later we have Supergirl coming out. So that would put her sometime in twenty twenty seven. However, uh, James Gunn and Peter Safran also have detailed that they've, quote, never, that they're never going to put a project in production before the script is right, unquote. So the 2027 date is just kind of tentative at the moment. That's kind of what they're aiming for. But based on the story and the script, I guess that will be the date.
0: Okay. All right. I mean, it feels very far away to me right now. (laughs) But... Sure. Well, Well, at least they're they're not rushing it out out. like that Superman movie. (laughs) That is, that is true. I guess I should be, I I should be grateful that it's, you know, it's coming out within five, you know, earlier than 10 years. And it's not, you know, uh, it's not something that they're rushing. Yeah.
1: I I feel better with them kind of taking their time with it. Uh, Collider also said no cast or crew announcements have been made for Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, but Gunn said that the film is going to be based on Tom King's comic book run of the same name from 2022. And Gunn revealed that King has been a crucial component in the construction of the DCU saying, quote, Tom has been one of the architects of this entire situation. He's been one of the guys in the room with us, along with four or five other writers. And I love his take on these characters where he just slightly turns them to be something very unique. Unquote. Collider also said, while Gunn and Saffron didn't share any specific plot and details from Woman of Tomorrow, well, you could just, Go read the book. Uh, <laughs> the duo explained that this version of Kara zor is more hardened than previous on-screen iterations of the character. As Gunn explained, "quote Superman was sent to Earth and he was raised by incredibly loving parents, whereas Kara was uh, in Krypton. She was on a piece of Krypton that drifted away from the planet and lived there for the first fourteen years of her life among a horrible situation where she watched everybody around her die. So she's a much harsher or more effed up Supergirl than we've been used to this far." Unquote and uh. Collider, come on, check your, check your spelling of Supergirl. They, (laughs) they called, they, uh, they wrote out uh, super was one word and then girl is another word. Uh, Come on. Rookie Rookie mistake. You got rookie mistake. mistake. You got, you got to fix that collider.com. So, yeah, so it does seem uh, as though this is going to be, I I imagine my expectation is going to, it's going to be pretty uh, faithful to the comic book. Uh, iteration of the story. So that's, to me, that's exciting.
0: Yeah, I think that's going to be, I'm, I'm excited that they have the writer mm-hmm. of the book involved um, with this whole process. Cause it, it means to me that they're like taking it seriously on, you know, I don't, I don't think that they're going to go incredibly far astray with the story. I, I mean, I, I assume every time, you know, that they need to do a, a, a translation, things change. That's fine. You know, I'm not sure what I would even mean, you know, I, I would see it like a panel to panel, uh, it, it, translation, but I'm not sure how fun that would be. So I'm sure that they'll, you know, they'll change some stuff, but I think that it's, it's like heartening that Tom King is involved. And so like the heart of the story I suspect will be intact.
1: Yeah. So I guess that, uh, makes me think of, um, a question to ask you, Morgan. What, what What do you think about Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow? Because you talked about translating panels. Um, why do you think this will make a good film? Why, of all these books, do you think this story and this this art would make a good cinematic adventure? Well, first of all, the art is
0: beautiful (laughs) beautiful so i'm hoping that they translate uh they translate that as well into the movie and and give us something that's very like visually stunning and and appealing and then i think like the story is is Not easy to translate to a movie, but I think it is self-contained and does and is cinematic in its way. Like it is it was inspired by a movie, which is a which is a genre of movies. And so (laughs) it does feel, you know, it does feel very cinematic. It does feel kind of like a Western. I think that 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 it would translate pretty easily into into a movie. And, uh, and the fact that it is, you know, shorter, it's kind of a self-contained story. There aren't a ton of other characters involved. I feel like all of that will make it a lot easier to make, like, a a good, strong movie versus, like, sometimes you'll have the comics and it'll be like, okay, but there are 25 characters involved and they all have subplots. And then the Omega Men come in for some reason. (laughs) Yeah, and then suddenly the Omega Men are there. Why? Uh, And this is, you know, this is kind of a, you know, it's a really small story. It's Kara and it's Ruthie. And there's, you know, Comet the Super Horse, obviously a legend, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and there's crypto the super dog also a legend uh but really you know human character wise there's two characters. Yeah. And, uh, and I feel like that really allow is going to allow them to focus in on Supergirl. It's I, I don't think we're going to get a scenario like we got sort of towards the end of the TV show where it's Supergirl only in name, and it's not really her story anymore. And I think it would be incredibly hard to do that uh, on a show on a movie with just two characters. So I'm also I also feel really good about the fact that it's going to be about Supergirl to be focused on Supergirl.
1: I wonder if they'll uh, retain the voiceover as part of a Ooh, cinematic. That's uh, a good question. Take on it because the the voiceover comes into play at the end, uh, revealing that the the voiceover was actually the book that Ruthie had been writing. Oh, um, right. So, uh, so I don't know if they'll have to use that because the 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 ending is sort of, in my opinion, kind of a twist ending. So it would be it would be a little bit of a, a tricky thing to pull off. Um so I think I I'm I'm curious is how they will do that. But I agree with you. I think it's very cinematic. You know, if you play it like a space western, um, I think it will be um a really enjoyable cinematic cinematic experience because you know, those two characters are on a journey together, but they have different paths that they sort of go on. Um, And I think they're having just those two characters really be the focus could give you a lot of really good character beats and um, and seeing some of the landscapes. I can imagine that going to the different planets will provide somebody with an artistic ability to create landscapes and different planets and things like that. So, um, yeah, I think this I think of all of these projects that are coming out, I think this one will be especially of the movie variety. I think this will be the more. Uh, cinematic translation. Cause I think it's already kind of there. So uh, I, I think it, I think it'll work. You could make it a television show, like an eight episode television show. Oh, yeah. And you could turn all these adventures into one uh, episode of television, but I I'm, I'm excited to see how they actually make it into a film. That's uh that's kind of my interest in that. So I guess uh, talking about that, what are some of the aspects of the comics Uh, The comic book issues that we read in Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, what do you think are like the most, like, they cannot get rid of this thing? What are, what are like the Mm. essentials of the story? Maybe you can't fit everything into that, like, tight 90 minutes. Yeah, that's true. I mean, or they, two and a half, <laughs> or two two and a half, three hours. <laughs> Maybe you can't fit it in, in three hours.
0: No one's no one's making you a gotta, ninety minute uh, uh, comic book movie out. anymore. <laughs> it's Just not possible. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean they don't mention Ruthie, but I would riot if she's not in it. It's she kind has of to be the whole point of it. Yeah, um, yeah. I think you need that. I think you need so. Uh, Obviously, we're getting Supergirl's backstory, but I thought it was very affecting. Um, the version that they told in Woman of Tomorrow, yes. Uh, and I think you need to have a certain amount of um, the adventures that they that they go on throughout the book. I, I don't think that you can kind of shortcut that uh, because I think they learn you learn so much about Supergirl from these different, you know, trials and tribulations that they face while trying to go after Krem. So I hope that they sort of allow the story to breathe a little bit. It doesn't have to be like running from one thing to the next. And you can get those good character moments with her where you realize, you know, how strong she is, how tough she is, but also that she still really believes in people.
1: Yeah, uh, Mark says in the chat, uh, the core is that Supergirl is so caring that she gives up what feels like a year of her life to save this girl from becoming a murderer. And that's a really good and insightful way to describe that. Maybe they should have used that as a description for the (laughs) story. Um, Yeah, I like a lot of the adventures that they go on. I I hope that they lean into um, the cosmic uh, aspect of this because one oh, of the yeah. things that we sort of always wanted to see on the supergirl TV series was more off world adventuring um, and this true. this one had it in spades we went on cosmic buses and encountered dinosaurs and uh there were uh we we met all kinds of different alien people like the blues and the purples and um we were inter- introduced to uh you know alien farmers and things like that so the the alien cosmic aspect of this, I think, really uh, is what I'm looking forward to in a lot of ways because that definitely will be very different. Supergirl the movie has some of that uh, when she's in Argo, um, but there's there's not a lot a lot of it. She's in Midvale, <laughs> you know, doing things with uh, Ethan the the lawn guy, but uh, but this this Supergirl story is very cosmic and alien and. Um, I think you kind of have to show some of that. The brigands, I guess, will, oh, yeah. uh, I imagine the brigands will be a large part of it. Um. So I, I think, I think those adventures that they go on, maybe, maybe you don't spend a lot of time in each place, but I think, I think they all do teach both of them something. So I would like to see a little bit of those different locations. Uh, you could do a you could do a, a couple of minutes in a montage and show them going from place to place. I think you can, I think you can make that work visually. So, um, I would be into that. Um, also, uh, we did mention uh, Comet the Superhorse, very important part of the story. And New Rachel in the chat says, so "I can't believe they're putting Comet the Super Horse in a movie." Now we we don't know for sure. We don't know for sure that Comet will be there, uh, but if they don't put Comet the Superhorse in this movie. I'll be the first in line for a protest. I'll be organizing. <laughs> I'll be organizing a polite uh, protest and a uh, campaign to get him into it. Uh, but yeah, so I think uh, Comet Crypto definitely integral parts of this. I'm interested in seeing how they uh, adapt Kerm of the Yellow Hills. Are yeah. they gonna have this guy like shirtless running around the whole time? Like that would <laughs> be interesting. Uh huh. <laughs> now you're
0: talking. <laughs> I l- l- Jason Bear, I found a spot for you. <laughs> 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 Got to bring it back around. Uh, no, I'll be interested in how they 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 utilize him too because he was. I thought he was a very good villain. Just yeah. Like, just did not care about other people and was willing to sacrifice anyone to get what he wanted. I think he's going to be a good on-screen villain as well.
1: Yeah, I will be curious to see how they they address uh, him if they do it. <gasps> I'm ex- I'm excited
0: for Comet. <laughs> like, what are they doing with Comet? Like, is he going to be like running
1: in in the air? Is, is are they going to like rainbow bright? Are we rainbow brighting here? I <laughs> I would really love to see them do like because uh, at one point Comet and Super are trying to outrun the Mordru Glo- globe the Mordru globe. And they they run so fast that they go through that kind of rainbow colorful part and then it takes them to this black and white space that they don't say where that is. We had a couple of ideas, but uh, but I, I would really like to see them going so fast that they, you know, break the time barrier or they go into like a black and white place. There's some so many really interesting ideas in here. That mm-hmm. you, could, you could even expand on it. Like, maybe Tom King didn't have the real estate in the comic book to explain with the black and white places, but maybe oh, in the movie, yeah. he can. We can find out. Yeah, so uh, so I think those are ways that they can make the movie a little different from the comic book version. But yeah, Comet, I assume... Uh, I don't know, I, I guess they could... Uh, do a mix of like CGI and maybe like a real horse. I don't know in some shots. Ooh. But I assume he'll be mostly a CGI CGI creature. horse. Yeah. Well, you get you get what you get. <laughs> Although like on uh Titans, they had hmm. a, a real genuine crypto the superdog who was like flying and doing heat vision from his eyes. Ooh. So if they could take that same oh kind of oh my gosh, you need to see crypto on Titan. I was <laughs> like, oh man, they really did genuine crypto. The super dog, he so didn't good. have a cape or anything, but uh, Listen, but he be- beggars
0: and choosers. <laughs> he wa-
1: he wasn't just like a like a white dog who didn't have any powers. Like he had real powers and used them. Um, so I I don't see why you couldn't do that with, with Comet the super horse. I just hope that they don't get skittish and don't do it because they're afraid that it would be seen be seen as silly yeah there's nothing silly about a super horse (laughs) (laughs) i want them to embrace it um so is there anything else that you think might be like a must-have in here i mean besides comet
0: (laughs) comet is a must-have for me because i feel like there is a possibility that they're like the horse thing is a little bit hokey but no it's not He's very no, important because he he's helps. So he,
1: he helps prevent Rizzy from killing Krim of the Yellow Hills.
0: He's a great. He, he horse. watches.
1: He watches her on that island to make sure that she doesn't kill him. And she also helps. He also helps Supergirl outrun the uh, Mortar Globe. It, and he dies. Important. His death. Spoiler alert: His death is really important. Yes,
0: very important. Maybe, maybe that's the one thing they want to change in the movie though. <laughs> so we can stay maybe we keep him alive. <laughs> <laughs> Comet,
1: <Sunday>. Comet forever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I could see that being uh, a, a way that they could do that. The only other thing that I think I would really want to see stay in, there were a couple of moments in the story where, Supergirl and Ruthie there's a scene of them where uh, she's teaching Ruthie how to wash her hands and I, I just remember being very affected by that I thought that that was a really sweet moment that had a lot of meaning for both of them so I would like to see that scene played out on the big screen and maybe also uh, the bit of like Supergirl helping I think it was, a, it was a man whose daughter or child had died I think and uh Supergirl like went to go find where that that person was buried, and um, oh yeah, and, uh, that was really effective and so so some of that I thought was really strong character stuff, so uh I could maybe uh you know they could tighten up some other things, but if they could give some of those moments weight, I think that would be really good uh mind the gap has a question uh could Supergirl Woman of tomorrow take place the same time as Superman Legacy, or maybe years apart? ooh. <sighs> Well, I would, I would think it would almost have to be a little bit of years apart if, although they said Superman Legacy was not an origin story. So maybe he's been Superman for a long time. Uh, Because the, the, Hmm. the thing about Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow is that she encounters people who are upset. Like she is uh, tormented on a planet uh, that was designed to kill Superman. Uh, and so because she is super old, uh, Superman's cousin, she is also tortured there because it's designed to kill Kryptonians. So, the premise of Woman of Tomorrow and where it's set in time is that other aliens don't like Superman. So, uh, so I think you have to establish Superman in order to do that. So, uh, it, it depends on what they want to do, I guess. Uh, okay. Um, I just had a, a question about this uh, Morgan. So uh, I I just like to think about this. I'm not the one who's designing it, but if you could pick one of the comic book issues as the movie poster. Oh, which one would you pick? Like if you had to like go through there and say this, this is it. This is the poster. I'm going to try to pull them up here. Oh, this is uh, a
0: hard one. There's one with a, I want to say a dinosaur. I think the one where she's falling into the dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, like,
0: should that be a movie poster? Probably not. Isn't that cool?
1: (laughs) Definitely. That's it. That's a good one.
0: I feel like you, you kind of have to go with, um, with the is that the the cover of the trade where she's like standing in the middle
1: with oh uh, with the sword? With I, a sword I, and I the sword. I imagine they'll they'll do that based off of uh, issue number one. I imagine that that will be the because it's really good. Poster. she's yeah, there. Good.
0: She's got a sword. Ruthie's in the background. uh crypto's in the background. One could argue most of the important characters except Comet. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean, there's, there is also the one with her on like riding on comet that is yeah. pretty good. But I I don't know that that I, I, will that translate into a movie poster. I I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's uh, Supergirl a uh, Woman of Tomorrow number 6. I I would love it to have a comet on the poster. I mean, obviously Ruthie I think has to be on there. But um but you could sell a lot of little girls on this yeah. movie by putting supergirl on a horse because that is a stereotype <laughs> of young girls that is actually true that little girls it's, love horses. Yeah,
0: a lot of times people are like, I know what, what girls like, and it's it's not what, what we what we like. But when you when you're talking about horses, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's there's a there's a whole contingent of horse girls that will just go see that movie. I would I would have done it as a child. I watched Rainbow Bright, I think mostly because her horse ran on a rainbow. I was like, that's <laughs> a good horse. A, I know a lot about horses and that's a quality horse right there.
1: Yeah, if you wanna if you wanna target the, the horse uh fans, if <laughs> uh, you gotta, gotta put the, the equestrian fan, fan base. You know, you, you know when you're going after that horse horse girl demographic
0: that (laughs) (laughs) that you need to have the horse on the poster
1: yeah so I would either have a comment on there or I think the uh the now iconic uh issue number one with the sword I think is although she doesn't use the sword much after the first issue but she she I uh, wish she did because it was cool but (laughs) uh, but I think they'll probably use something like that now I have another question uh, this is looking far into the future, but these big movies, they always have merch, a lot of merchandise, a lot of things always that merch. you can buy. So what, what would you want for like superhero woman of tomorrow? That's part of the reason, like I'm getting excited about a movie. It's like I get a movie, but then I might also get some things I can buy. So, so much. Merch. What would you, what would you, what would you want uh, to be able to purchase?
0: Um, Oh my gosh. I want all the merch first off, uh, <laughs> because I'll buy it all. Um, and then I'll go, I'll go broke. Um, <laughs> If like I, I we talked about this when we read Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, but prints from the yes. um from the comic, I would buy so many prints from the comic. I wish they sold them like a nice print for my wall. Like a lot of the um a lot of the art in Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, you might not even clock it as like Supergirl art. Like when she's like sitting at the top of like a, a cityscape and the city is you know. But like beneath her, like stretching out and like her cape is going. Like, but she might be like tiny in the distance. Like you could put that's fine art. You put that on a wall. <laughs> uh yeah, I want I want all the art from the comic. I think I would love to have some nice art prints to like frame and put around the house. Um oh, I just like anything with like the, the, the the sort of the Supergirl S shield where I can be like, it's not Superman, it's Supergirl. That's always fun. Uh, maybe maybe another hoodie. Would you buy yeah, another Supergirl
1: hoodie? Bring like back Rachel? the
0: hoodie. I have the I have the original hoodie, the Supergirl TV show one. But yeah, let's bring that back. Let's get some hoodies and some like clothes. I they always do like these stupid like um partnerships usually when when these movies come out where it's like oh get the makeup palette that black widow uses or like <laughs> oh it's the it's the line of jewelry based on you know based on spider-man and you're like, <laughs> listen i'm buying all of that i'm laughing now i'm laughing now i be wearing the supergirl makeup palette i'm gonna have the little supergirl like a celebrity endorsement collection <laughs> <laughs> i don't care i'm not proud i'm buying all of it um and a funko pop would be great because it's really yes. hard to find like a supergirl i've got the one from the tv show but mike apparently had to do quite a bit of digging to get that one so
1: it would be yeah. great to have the movie one too the melissa Benoist san diego comic con is uh, a fun yeah. that funko pocket uh pop is uh pricey and then also uh i mean there's a couple there's like the phoebe buffet supergirl there's like a a regular kind of plain jane supergirl but i would like it like a specific woman of tomorrow pop and then uh maybe a ruthie one i think you could do those two characters that would be pretty cool just any action figures i would be interested in um just because i'm so interested in how they uh do the different ones so i think that would be really cool i also want some comet merch oh yeah Comet merch. this is this is the time if you if you're ever gonna do comment merch you could do like comment the super Hor- uh, horse plushies and things Ooh. like that I really I think you could make a lot of money doing comment stuff crypto
0: crypto stuff oh. crypto's in it too give yeah. me a give me a crypto pop and a crypto plushie
1: <laughs> would the crypto plushie be like him with the arrows that are shot into like- <laughs> that's that's morbid I'm sorry he, he, does not, he does not die. <laughs> His crypto dog crypto with, does not re- die. with removable arrows. And you see like the kids in the commercial, like they're
0: like the, the they're like, horrified the, the, the toy commercials. And they're like, I'll save you. Comet." <laughs> tourniquet, tourniquet. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we can, there's a lot of merchandising opportunities from this, from this book. Uh, if, ta- if anybody's listening to us, uh, you can have, you can have crypto with, the, with the arrows. That, that idea is free. <laughs>
1: uh yeah so there's lots that they could do but uh i would i would uh i would buy i would be i would buy mugs t-shirts shoes whatever it was i would i would buy it all so i hope i hope they go that extra mile to create those things um is there anything else uh that you wanted to talk about with this uh before we get to our last question I am just
0: really excited. <laughs> I, I know I shouldn't get my hopes up too much,
1: but, especially uh, not with DC movies. Not with DC movies. Don't get but your hopes.
0: my hopes are up pretty far. Like if you ask me, like what Supergirl movie did you want to see? Like my first thought would probably be like. I wonder if they could make, like, a Woman of Tomorrow thing. And they did! <laughs> they <laughs> might! <laughs> they could! It is a possibility. It's so, on a schedule. We'll see if it happens. Someone
1: is thinking about it! <laughs> <laughs> so why do you think that this is important uh, for for a Supergirl movie, specifically the Woman of Tomorrow movie, to be made? What, what do you think about... Um, Like the general public, I usually try to think about the people who are not like us who talk about Supergirl a lot and just the kind of the general public, uh, average Joe and Jane who go to see movies occasionally. Like, why, why do you think it's important that this gets made for those people?
0: I think it's great. First off that Supergirl is going to get another movie. It's only been since the eighties. Uh, <laughs> they made one. So, so movie in the eighties. And then she got like locked in the fortress of solitude for like 30 years.
1: And they killed her off in
0: the comics. So. And then and then they killed whammy. her off in the comics. They were like, Oh man, don't, don't have a, like a, a medium movie. I think. it's <laughs> <laughs> uh but i think it's it's great it's a great introduction to supergirl the character of supergirl because i feel like a lot of people don't really know much about supergirl uh they're just like oh isn't that superman's i don't know sister or something you know people don't even know it's his cousin (laughs) half the time um and i think that you know It's always, unfortunately, it's always important when a female-led superhero movie opens so that we get more of them uh, and that it is successful um, for, you know, again, Supergirl had one, like, medium movie and they were, like, never again for, you know, however many years. Meanwhile, there has been um, about a hundred Batmans and a thousand Spider-Mans. And they're making more Batmans. And more Spider-Mans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they won't be stopped and they can't. Um, but yeah, so I think, you know, the female superheroes, they they usually get one shot at it, right? They get one shot. If their movie's not good, they're not going to like reboot Supergirl- Again, for another 20 years, probably. So I, it does feel like there is like a little bit riding on it for the character. But I think that having it be based on this story is great because it's a strong foundation of like a very good story to begin with. And I think the um like the the space Western is fun. I think that's you know, I, I like that they're they picked it because it is kind of a fun it's a fun, different take on a DC character. We see a lot of like street level stuff and even, you know, a lot of stuff that's a little bit more grounded in uh, reality. And she's out there in space, you know, doing up uh, meeting creatures and things like <laughs> I, I, I really like that. I think it's going to really bring, uh bring some fun. I think people are really going to enjoy it, whether or not they have like a huge amount of familiarity with Supergirl. I don't think you really need to have a huge amount of, of familiarity with Supergirl to like really cue into this story. And I think that's one of the really important things about, you know, why this is such a good selection is that, you know, it's an introduction to her character and it is really about her. And so it's not an origin story, you know, which we all have sat through a million of different superhero origin stories, but it does lots, lots of Batman. <laughs> so many, so many, and times, Spider-Man. <laughs> so many times have the Waynes died. So many times, <laughs> those poor, those poor, poor, poor souls. Poor, poor, uh, poor Uncle Ben. Poor, unfortunate souls. Yeah, Uncle <laughs> Ben and the Wayne, the Wayne family has died. Have died an infinite amount of times. Uh, so I, I, I appreciate that. It's a great introduction to the character. It is going to give some of her backstory, but it's not like an origin story movie. And I think that's also going to be more exciting for people because I do feel like because of the superhero sort of, you know, oversaturation of the superhero market, people just, I don't think people, even even what I call, like, lovingly referred to as normies, like, people who aren't really into it, I think even they're like, oh, another Spider-Man, do I have to watch his uncle die? Uh, <laughs> like, so, so I think, you know... St- Giving us a story that introduces us to the character, but isn't an origin story that has to check off a bunch of boxes to introduce us. I think that's a really smart move on their part on like what to uh, what to translate for the for the big screen.
1: Yeah, the beautiful thing about Woman of Tomorrow is that Ruthie and Supergirl are paralleled in a lot of ways about losing family members and having tragedy in their lives. And I think what the book does really well is that it tells Supergirl's origin, but doesn't make it this long drawn out thing. It tells you the necessary bits and the most meaningful bits and it helps inform her character and then how she relates to Ruthie. And I think that could really translate to screen really well. And it could be really powerful stuff. And I'm not just saying that as a Supergirl fan. That is my, uh, my film, uh, the film. I don't want to say part of me. The film fan in the film, all of you, (laughs) the film, all of me, um, finds that uh exciting to see how that would visually translate because you could really get a sense of who Supergirl is just by having a little backstory kind of thrown in there. And uh, I think it would help people learn about why Supergirl is different from Superman. And I think that, to your point, uh, I've been to Superman Celebration in Metropolis and gone to Dragon Con. And I ask people what they think about Supergirl. And they'll be like, I guess she's important because she's Superman's cousin, I guess. But they don't really know anything outside of that. And uh, she's such a good character. And I think the story does a really good job of showing and telling the reader why she's such a cool character and um also it pays a lot of homage uh homages to supergirl's history and mythology and uh i see a lap cat there in the back oh he, oh, is, he um... is going for that light yeah, so there's a. What happened is there's a box on the table. I'm gonna,
0: see the box. I'm just gonna do some table setting for oh, our no. audio listeners. Oh no, there's a, there's a box uh, that uh, some takeout came, oh. came on. I I left it mistakenly on the table yesterday, <laughs> and since then they've spent the entire day uh, lounging and or sleeping in that box mm. to the point where I'm like, do I now have a a new permanent box fixture on my dining room table? <laughs> they I like know. it too much. TBD. I, I don't have the heart to take it away from them quite yet uh <laughs> when we started this recording bunsen was sleeping in it oh. and now and now it's beaker who's just kind of chilling in the box huh i don't i don't like the way he's looking around yeah to be honest i don't like that at all not from <laughs> him, especially not from him oh it's uh, making me nervous that he keeps looking up at the light. yeah picture. i don't i don't know what he's <laughs> he, he... Oh, oh, oh he's getting yawn. tired though. He's getting tired. Maybe he's, <laughs> maybe he's gonna settle down. I like that the one, like, the one ray of light is like on top of him, like it's he's just a celestial like a halo. being. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Beaker, nothing, no
1: acknowledgement <laughs> that I'm alive. <laughs> well, we'll keep an eye on Beaker and see if he's up to no good. I'm sure he is. The watch continues. But uh, but yeah, so Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow does a really good job of throwing back to Supergirl's origin in the comics and action uh, comics number 252. And then also there's elements of the Peter David run with the Earth Angel Fire Wings. So if the uh, general public doesn't know anything about Supergirl, they go into this movie and they get a little dose of Supergirl mythology and history without probably even realizing it. And so uh, for somebody who's... Uh, you know, excited about that kind of. Uh, I love reading through Supergirl's history, and so it's exciting for me to have people come in there and learn about this stuff, and maybe create new Supergirl fans. So, uh, that's exciting. Uh, I guess before we wrap up, there is a question from uh Andy uh, asking us: Do we hope that Sterling Gates gets to be involved in some capacity? Um. I, I mean, I always want Sterling Gates to be involved in any kind of Supergirl thing. I guess the question would be, does Sterling Gates want to be <laughs> involved? Yeah, Hall? I
0: think that's that's always the question because you know it's not uh, it's based on a property that he didn't write, so that could be that
1: could be weird for him. I think. Yeah, uh, I I don't know how much he read of Woman of Tomorrow or if he even liked it. Like, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, but I think, um, you know, Sterling Gates is such a great Supergirl writer that maybe, maybe one of these days they'll give him the chance to, to write more Supergirl stuff, maybe take another run in the comics. Um, I would love to see Sterling Gates be involved with with Supergirl in some future project, even if it's not woman of tomorrow, uh, it would be great if, um, he could jump back in there as well. Uh, Andy also asks if uh, director Rebecca Johnson will helm Supergirl woman of tomorrow. Uh, there mm-hmm. is a Rebecca Johnson who directed uh, episodes of the Supergirl TV series. Uh, that would be awesome. If, if I could get a credit that said uh, Supergirl woman of tomorrow directed by Rebecca Johnson, even if it wasn't me, I would frame that and hang it on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. So um uh, I guess uh, hopefully I guess we're all hoping for the best that uh everybody involved with this makes the best movie that they can, and that we'll get to see it in theaters and uh that uh would be fun so uh keep your eyes out for that we'll cover news uh for whenever we get it, hopefully we'll have a Supergirl movie in twenty twenty seven and uh <laughs> so uh, uh save the dates now uh <laughs> mark off your uh, your entire year for twenty twenty seven for new Supergirl movie stuff. Well, uh, I created just a couple of snap judgments that we could maybe make uh, regarding uh, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow movie news. So uh, maybe we'll make a few snaps. In the game of snap judgments, each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. First instincts are recommended and explanations are unnecessary.
0: Okay, so our first snap judgment is an important one. <laughs> Preferred
1: movie snack: popcorn or candy? So we, we're, it's 2027. 2027. seven twenty twenty seven? We're going to see, we're going to see Woman of Tomorrow going into the theater. What, what do you get? That, that is the question. And this, this is a hard question for me because I usually get both. But Ooh. the name of the game, the name of the game, is you have to pick one. That is true. I think I'm going to go popcorn.
0: Yeah, I'm a big fan of the movie theater popcorn. I, I I'll, I'll I'll dabble in a candy if somebody else gets it, but it's not it's not a it's not important for me for the movie experience. Movie theater popcorn, however, is very important to me mm-hmm. because like you never get that same movie theater popcorn experience except in the movie theaters. I don't know what butter type flavoring they put on the popcorn is it butter it's not butter that's for sure but it is good and i love it uh sometimes i'll i'll just be in the mood for the popcorn and i'll be like let's go see some movie
1: <laughs> i just go see the movie for just the to get the popcorn you know you can go to movie theaters and buy the popcorn you don't have to go we have
0: actually, we have done that before. <laughs> we're having a little movie night at home. We're like, I'm oh, just going to pop into this theater and get the popcorn. I am a movie theater popcorn Fiend. uh yeah. so yes i would be getting a, a big old bucket what if they had those like the commemorative <gasps> movie things like, the commemorative yes! like i'd be getting that too i'd be like give me a, one of those commemorative cups
1: i don't have it with me but uh for wonder woman 1984 they had those big like drink cups that had like a wonder woman bobblehead on the top ah! <laughs> that's cool I, I would i would take that in a supergirl form but yeah i think i'm with you i think popcorn for me makes the theater experience
0: Okay, less snap judgment. What would you be more excited to see on the big screen? Comet the super horse or Supergirl's
1: fire wings i had I had to put two options, but there's really there's the two options are not fair. It's Comet the super horse. they're not equal and
0: <laughs> they're, the fire wings are cool. their fire wings are cool, but it's not gonna they're not gonna save you no right, in a pinch, not like comet would. Comet's so loyal.
1: They're not. A, they're not a majestic steed.
0: <laughs> is, is he a horse? Is he
1: a man? <laughs> He's both. He's both, baby. <laughs> I think the comic component is very important to Woman of Tomorrow. So we'll hopefully get that in twenty twenty seven. No judgments on your snap judgments. All right, well, I think that takes us to this section about our plugs. So uh, we need to get to some Supergirl Radio and some DCTV plugs. If you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Podchaser, and Spotify, where we also have a Spotify playlist that includes music featured on and inspired by the CW Supergirl TV series. We are listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. If you like what we do, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you enjoy our Supergirl Radio live streams, make sure to subscribe to the DC TV Podcast YouTube channel and hit that notification bell to get notified when we go live and wired. DC TV Podcast also has a T public store. So if you are in need of new DC TV related t shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, onesies, mugs, notebooks, pillows, or stickers, go to supergirlradio.com and click on the T public store link at the top of the page.
2: Hello, and thank you for calling the DC TV Podcast Hotline. Please listen carefully as some of our menu options have changed. Supergirl Radio, press one. The Flash Podcast, press two. Legends of Tomorrow Podcast, Press 3. The Lithuanian Room? Press 4. DC on HBO Max podcast? Press 5. Stargirl podcast? Press 6. Superman and Lois Radio? Press 7. Green Lantern podcast? Press 8. The Sandman podcast? Press 9. Justice League Dark podcast? Press 10. DC After Dark? Press 11. For all other inquiries, please stay on the line, and the next available agent will be with you shortly.
0: (coughs) And since we talked about Supergirl this week, <laughs> uh, we have some crypto and Kryptonian designs in the DC TV podcast T Public Store.
1: We'd love to suggest, yeah. Look so, uh, so Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, has crypto the Super Dog, and also has a uh, you know a Kryptonian in there. So, if you uh, like Kryptonese or all things Krypton. We have some designs in the DC TV Podcast T public uh, store that you can check out. We got hoodies, T-shirts, mugs, masks, uh, notebooks, stickers, all kinds of things. So if you want to check those out, you can definitely do so. Uh, we would also like to thank our legion of super sponsors for supporting the Super Radio Patreon. These people are Michael, Anne, Marie, Yvonne, Nicola, Abby, Miriam, Nicole, Brian, Ethan, Danny, Tara, I believe is how she said to pronounce it. And Majuba, thank you all for supporting the Supergirl Radio Patreon. We might have some changes coming to the Patreon. We're going to uh, rethink some of the levels uh, to make it more uh, more bang for your buck and get some cooler things and more uh, uh, in line for the user experience. So uh, we're going to be re- reworking that a little bit uh, to, I think, uh, be a little better. I think our levels will be uh, better uh, once we get through the reworking process of that. So we'll. Let the Patreon supporters know first, and then we'll announce it on the podcast after that. So thank you to everybody who supports the Patreon. Well, if you would like to keep up with me, you can do so on a couple of places. I'm on Vero, uh, the social media platform, Vero True Social at Derby Kid. Uh, I am also on Instagram at The Derby Kid. You can see some stuff I'm trying to play around with, uh, some monopods to fake drone shots. That's one of my goals (laughs) for uh, my video (laughs) stuff. Uh, so hopefully uh, some of that will be uh, worth it to post and for people to see it. Um, you can also check out my personal YouTube channel, youtube.com slash duckmilkprod, uh, where I do a weekly live stream about the Rotten Tomatoes top critics reviews of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. I'm nearing the end of it, uh, but it's it's it's, it's still <laughs> it still hasn't finished. I've been doing this for quite some time. Uh, But I think I'm close to the end. So if you want to come hang out with me Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern and uh, talk art criticism and film criticism, uh, that's the place to do it. It was a really insightful time uh, this past week uh, with the live chat with the people who showed up. And uh, we talked a lot about film history. And I just I think I get more out of that than the people in the live chat do, I think. Uh, So I appreciate everybody who shows up for those uh, streams on Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. Very cool. Uh, you can find me On Twitter and Instagram, I'm
0: at Mojotastic. And you can also find me as a co-host on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, which we are going to rebrand at some point. Nice. (laughs) But for right now, we're still the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, but we are talking about a whole bunch of different stuff. Uh, We are talking about the Teen Wolf movie. So uh, if you were a big Teen Wolf fan of the MTV show or the Michael J. Fox movie where he dunks basketballs, we mentioned that once. Uh, <laughs> we covered the uh, the recent movie that uh, just came out on Paramount Plus, uh, and we talked about you know the sort of the sequelness of it all. Are these movies? Do they add to the lore? Do they help? Did we enjoy it? And then we also uh, we're also going to be releasing an episode soon about Megan, the uh, the creepy doll AI horror movie. That took us uh, took the world by storm and <laughs> captured all of our hearts. Uh, <laughs> kind of discussing, you know, the the new sort of uh, surgence of uh, horror movies, and and why they're so kind of original in this sort of film landscape that is uh, a lot of you know a lot of IP and existing films, and then you've got like a weird doll that does a dance and sings Titanium. Uh, <laughs> Why does that keep happening? Um, I didn't know what that was about. So that's a a, a fun introduction to it. It is so good. It's also, (laughs) I I will say, one of my favorite theater going experiences in like a long time uh, because the theater kept Like bursting into laughter at various points. Some of (laughs) them, some of them not appropriate. (laughs) Anytime the the doll killed someone, the theater would just like lose it. And at one point, and this is not too much of a spoiler because obviously it's about an evil doll. So it goes to to figure that they might fight the doll at some point. And they're fighting the doll. And the guy who was sitting in the theater next to me said, That's why you don't make a doll out of titanium. Honestly, 10 That's out of 10. That's great advice. Yeah. Cannot recommend that movie enough. I think you can actually it on Amazon Prime now. So if you want to prepare for the podcast episode about it, you can watch Megan from the comfort of your own home. Wow. Get yourself a big bucket of popcorn. It, it'll it have probably real butter and not that butter-like flavor to it. <laughs> Won't it'll be still insane. be pretty good.
1: <laughs> That's a good recommendation. Uh, and I hate to tell you, Morgan, but Andy says, uh, oh God, I'm, <laughs> I just have to update the plugs again. It, uh, it is true. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so now that new things are happening with DC, I guess we might have to do that. So... Uh, but we'll use our plugs for now because we have two new great submissions from Bri- Brian and Joe for the plugs, so we will keep using those uh, for the meantime. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Supergirl Radio. And uh, uh, but until next time, I'm so Rebecca Johnson, and I'm going to have to. How how should we end this? Uh, I, initially, we were going to do a Supergirl Radio Rewind episode. We were they 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 tricked us. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh um, we're going to, we're going to come up with a different story. Sure. Yeah, this. no, it's going to be great. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we, we can just, uh you know, say whatever you, whatever you yeah, feel no, like from no,
0: the heart. No. And just in case they were wondering, though, I'm still Morgan Glenn and I haven't changed. Uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> and we're looking forward to a Supergirl movie in about 2027 we're hoping for the best and we need all of your fingers to stay crossed that this movie happens and goes into theaters because uh our hopes are high our hopes are high like Cara would want them to be <laughs>
1: McGurk! I do love typing. Do not mess with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live
0: every night of the week. <laughs> How do you like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't <laughs> know. It does seem snug. I mean, <laughs> they say you are what you eat. Cheer up. I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena yeah. Luther, boardroom or
1: ballroom. because <laughs> She looks like a boss in this coat.